Hey everyone, real quick before we jump in, I absolutely love doing this podcast and I truly hope you've enjoyed listening. If so, it would mean so much to me if you would show your support by going to the anchor link and then clicking the support button. Either a one-time donation or, even better, a small monthly donation would be very much appreciated. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Karen Isn't Always Right. My guest today is Sarah Girdler. Sarah is a general manager of a Gap just outside Chicago. She and I had a great conversation during this episode. We talk about the flight or fight response many folks have when a situation escalates, the importance of being empowered by a company to solve problems, and one that really stood out to me, reducing the amount of friction point that a customer encounters. So, here's Sarah. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks. Welcome to Karen Isn't Always Right. I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You bet. So tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and kind of what you do and why you wanted to come on the show. Yeah. My name's Sarah. I've worked um, retail for eight years, ever since I was in high school. I currently work um, as a general manager at the outlet mall at a Gap. Um, and I've worked, you know, hospitality service. And I really, whenever I saw your podcast, started listening to it, started following you guys on LinkedIn. Um, I was like, man, this is like the struggle. This is what we go through. Like, I like listening to other people's stories, other people's, you know, workarounds, like what they do to get their teams to do what's best for their customer, basically, and navigate through, you know, difficult circumstances like situations. So yeah. that's kind of why I was like, you know what, I want to hop on there, share some, something, see if I can inspire or help anyone else. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you reached out. Um, I am always looking for people, especially, you know, I'm in the theater industry and so many of the people that have been on the show are from the theater industry because those are, that's who I know. Um, yeah. I really have enjoyed getting people on that have come from, you know, outside of my own industry and have some, a different take on things, a different perspective. I had a police officer on recently, had a guy yeah. on, one of my friends on who was a sleep analysis, you know, guy. And some <laughs> of this stuff. I have a truck driver coming on soon, you know, and, and cool. I do think so many people have um, perspectives that are worth hearing. And it's amazing how many of us really are in kind of the same boat, so to speak, when it comes to this kind of stuff, even if we are in, it, we could be in vastly different industries. Right. I mean, yeah, if you're customer facing, like, we all go through some of the same stuff. Like if you have to interact with people, like it's, it's all the same. It's yeah. all the same when you get down to it. It really is. Yeah. And I mean, customers are customers. It doesn't matter, you know, if it's the gap, it doesn't matter if it's movie theater or whatever it is, you know, if we're here to, to take care of their needs and, and provide them a service or an experience or whatever it might be. So, uh, so what got you into retail? Um, I walked into the gap went in high school shopping with a friend and the manager there was like hey you want a job and I said sure you know my parents were ticked they didn't want me working oh really <laughs> they wanted they wanted me to enjoy you know the high school experience before I had to join the real world yeah and um yeah I've been with them ever since so it was kind of a, a coincidence a fluke but yeah it's it's a great moment that it happened like that because I loved my career that's great. That's great. Yeah. 
mine happened similarly. If you listen to my story at all, like my best yeah, friend. Yeah, you guys were like going there playing on the arcades and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we're yeah. like, hey, we at the theater. I mean, I'd been kind of looking for a job and I never thought that it would end up being my career for sure, you know, 30 years later. Yeah, I don't think anyone actually chooses retail or stuff like that. It kind of chooses them. I think so. You know, <laughs> and it's it's funny because so many people, I have friends that are in retail as well. And, you know, I have so many, I know so many people, whether they're in retail or on the theater side, they've tried to get away from it. And then yeah. it's like the godfather. They just, they get pulled. Out <laughs> and, and they're uh, like, actually, here's this awesome opportunity. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And there's just something about it. What what would you say is is really the the key to why you love what you're doing? Um, I think well, my passion really is um, training and you know get, building up my associates, like making them confident, comfortable. You know, training them as much as I can because then that everything else falls into place. So I think yeah. the training is um, probably my favorite part of it. And Absolutely. I like merchandising, like, so that's yeah. fun too. So it's a good so. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, you know, if you really whittle it down, it's the people, right? You know, yeah. and, and I'm a big believer in developing people and developing leaders and, uh, and things like that. Like in my situation, uh, you know, we'd been shut down for quite a while and we had mm -hmm. to kind of rebuild our teams and, uh, and the team I'm working with right now, I didn't know them before I, I worked at my theater for like five days before we shut down. And so I didn't even oh, know gosh. my team. And, uh, and so here I am, you know, we're trying to kind of rebuild and develop these, these folks into leaders. And I, I think that's certainly very important, um, you know, especially, so let's, let's segue into the customer service part of that. You know, when you're developing and, and honing those, those leadership skills within your people, um, can you walk me through maybe some things that you do that are very customer service based and how you train your people on that? Sure. So, I mean, you have to have in your mindset 24 seven customer comes first. Like, I feel like that's so easy to get away from that, especially, you know, holidays are coming up. It's so easy to remember all of the other things you do, but customers got to come first. Um, with leaders, you just make sure because, you know, I train my leaders and then they train our staff as, you know, how it would usually go. So mm -hmm. making sure like when the staff is getting trained, they know, you know, any task you do, any, anytime you're customer facing, like they've got to come first, like stop what you're doing, say hi, see what you can help them with and then continue with whatever projects we have going on. Um, and then I think right now, especially with, um, I think we were kind of talking about this before, just the heightened social media presence with, um, you know, you see all of these videos of bad experiences with customer employee interactions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that it's more important right now to take extra time to train these people on, you know, what to do should an escalated customer come into the store, like, what can you do for the customer? Cause I think that's a big thing. Like a lot of associates and even sometimes leaders, like they're like, I don't know what I can do for you to make you happy. Mm -hmm. So I think just navigating all of the possibilities and you know, a lot of that comes down in real time. Like you don't know what you could do until yeah. like it happened. Until you just do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. think a lot of that is just like keeping customer first always like there, we wouldn't be in business if, you know, we didn't have our customers and yeah, a lot um, of us learned that the hard way, right? 
right there. just recently yeah. yeah yeah so i mean that's really it there's no like super like tricks or anything just yeah. making sure they're first always is yeah what i would do yeah definitely no magic wand for sure um i think you know when we were talking about the the videos uh you know there's sort of a running joke anymore with some of my colleagues it's like i don't want to be on a youtube video you know what I mean? No. So like, our our goal, our ultimate goal, obviously, is to do everything we can to delight our customers. But at the same time, there's this sort of ancillary goal of like, I just don't want to be on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's like our our second motive behind it. Be like, yes, I want to make you happy, but also it's because I don't want to be blasted yeah, on social media. Right, my own personal uh, <laughs> right defense. Um, so speaking of you know these kinds of uh escalated events do those occur i mean you know it's like to back up every time like i go somewhere like let's say i go get my haircut the conversation always turns to oh well, what do you do i work in yeah. movie theater oh do you like it do you love it and i'm like yeah, i mean you know overall yeah it has its yeah. moments and i talk about you know you get you get some customer concerns from time to time and the thing that always comes out of their mouth is what do people ever have to complain about going to see a movie you know, yeah. and so I would put the same question to you because, uh, you know, I shop the Gap every once in a while and yeah. um, stores like that. And I, I've just never had an experience. I mean, I've had some some frustrations from time to time where I can't find somebody to help me or whatever it is, but nothing yeah. to the point where it would escalate me to a point where I'm like screaming at it. So <laughs> Flipping out your phone. like Exactly. <laughs> so have you, ha, does that happen from time to time? And like kind of what, what are situations that, that cause that kind? Yeah, it definitely happens. And I will just say, like, anything I say is my own opinion. Like, it doesn't have to deal with any company or organization I'm with. But, um, yeah, so that happens. You get people in mad for, you know, they come in mad. So mm. we work at currently at an outdoor mall. So, I mean, you literally have people already angry because it's raining outside. So you, any small hiccups in the customer service experience they're mad at. Yeah. Um, but I think in general retail, like you could have someone mad, you have something out of stock, coupons expired. Um, you know, they couldn't find anyone to help them, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, line was too long, you know, and then you just have people that are already mad that it's raining outside and you don't sell umbrellas, mad that, <laughs> I mean, I work at a kids and baby only store right now. So we have the adult store and kids and baby separate. Um, you have people mad that they walked into your store and you're not selling adult products. Like, it's just like, it could be literally anything. So yeah. I think that's whenever you get down to the training part of it, like let employees know, like it's, it can be anything. Yeah. Yeah. It really can don't take it personal like that's always what I tell them like do not take it personal like they don't know you mm -hmm. like it's not it probably isn't going to be your fault like whatever happens but you you're the one responsible for making the customer happy figuring so. it out yeah, yeah 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 I mean typically it's their own personal internal bullshit that they're struggling with or whatever not to uh, yeah. you know it's not all bullshit so I shouldn't say that but certainly their own it, it can be it can be yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so one of the things we also talked about on the phone a little bit was how it seems that um some of the people kind of coming up into leadership positions have been challenged a little bit with with finding solutions in the moment and processing the situation in the moment mm -hmm. um what do you think is the cause of that 
So I think especially with younger people, um, you know, millennials are kind of like getting away from it because I think I'm the youngest millennial. I'm 25. But I think it's like the next generation coming into the workforce. Um, they're really sensitive and I think they have a lot more anxieties about um, customer interactions going bad because whenever you see on the media on you know youtube facebook whatever it is uh you see only the bad you see um employees getting yelled at you see people going off for no reason you see employees like retaliating against customers and they come into the workforce and they're like this is going to be my experience this is what i'm in for so i think um that has a lot to do with you know possible anxieties and then they get in that situation they already have anxiety like they're already anxious about it they already know it's coming so then it's kind of like you expect them to have a fight or flight react so they're yeah. either going to sit there and argue with the customer or they're going to shut down and ask for someone else right so i think that has a lot to do with like the training that we you know i think as retail and as customer facing people in general need to look at is just like how are we you know changing our training a little bit to be aware that you know we live in a different world than we did you know even five ten years ago so is there anything in particular that you do in training when you're talking to these folks that you kind of touch on and emphasize with them so that they don't have that visceral reaction when they're going to engage with a guest that might be upset? Yeah, so I think that letting them know that they are absolutely able to make the customer happy, like empowering them to make their own decisions, Um, letting them know like what they can do, like training them on, you know, here's some alternatives, like we might not be able to do this, but we can do this, or customer comes in with an expired coupon, like take the coupon, like, I mean, in some instances, Like there's just things that we can do as leaders to empower our associates to make the best decision for the customers. And then also letting them know that we are here for you, like as leaderships, um, like we're here to support you. Like don't ever feel like you have to do this alone if you get in an uncomfortable situation. So I think that's probably the most important thing because, you know, if employees are standing up there and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do for this customer and they're not asking for help and they're letting the customer sit there and get more and more escalated. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's probably one of the worst case scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. I think empowerment is extremely important. That's something that I'm very grateful for that my company gives us mm-hmm. for sure. I've definitely been uh, in, in whether it's a store or a restaurant where the employees are not empowered and sometimes even managers aren't empowered to really do much. Right. It's just like, eh, sorry. And it's like, well, I appreciate that you're sorry, but like, let's find a, a solution. And, and I think you kind of touched on it a little bit ago where it's like, um, you know, paraphrase, but, but find, find a reason to say yes, you know? So, yeah. Um, and I think that's really important and finding those solutions, but the finding the solution for someone who is very new to the position, to, new to the role, it can be challenging. Like I've recently was coaching one of my own managers about something like that and and her head was definitely in the right place and she was certainly trying, but it was, it was a challenge for her to kind of think about, sort of think outside the box, really hate that term, but thinking outside <laughs> the box a little bit of like, well, what's a creative solution I can find that'll still be safe in this situation, but still satisfy the customer and not make them feel 
put out. Cause like the last thing you want to do is give a customer a chore or an errand mm-hmm. or, yeah. or anything like that. And or, yeah, I feel like whenever you have customers that are upset, like the, like what you also don't want to do is sit there and, you know, give them the runaround until you finally make them happy. Like mm-hmm. don't make them sit there for 20 minutes arguing back and forth. If you're just going to get in. Cause I would hate that too. Like as a, as a shopper, as a like person, like if, you're going to honor something for me, like whatever it is, like do it in the beginning. Like don't give us the run around. Like that's, that's not going to make people happy. Yeah, for sure. A couple of my friends and I will joke about, you know, it's like, look, we can, we can deal with it now or we can deal with it later. I mean, eventually we're going to deal with this later. If you don't make the guest happy or the customer happy in that moment, you're just going to be dealing with it later. And the way our uh, customer service is structured within my company with the exception of just a couple little thing, not little, but a couple things that are like safety and security related or COVID related, we, we as general managers ultimately still deal with every single complaint or concern. Mm-hmm. So if it goes through the website, you know, a contact us kind of concern, it gets sent right back to us, you know? So yeah. it's like, well, we're standing in my lobby right now and I can sit here and argue with you and then you're going to still send the complaint in and then you're going to get me again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, I should just... I should just deal with it now. And it's the same thing for assistant managers. You know, I tell them all the time. It's like, I'd appreciate if you could, let's, let's resolve this at this level, you know? So so then the whole world doesn't need to know about it either. You know, not only do I want to take care of the guest, but I'd also appreciate, you know, my boss, their boss, their (laughs) boss, not knowing about this. Right. You know, unless it's something good. It's always nice when, when guests pass up something good, but that's way more rare. Right. Yeah, we, um, I was kind of battling with that before um, I went on leave um, mm-hmm. because we had just reopened. I think my store reopened around August 1st. We had been shut down. Um, and then to put that in perspective, almost every other Gap store and every other store around us was open. So we were the only ones closed. Um, so we had a lot of anger kind of stewing because mm-hmm. we were still closed um and then whenever we reopened we were getting a lot of like bad reviews like they were angry about something um and in my head i'm thinking well i'm following all of the safety precautions you know i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing and then i had a higher up leadership visit right before i left and he's like well you're getting bad reviews is because you're creating too many friction points for the customers so i think that really stuck with me i'm like you know what you're right like we we can alter this. We could change this a little bit, like creating less friction points, like creating less opportunities for the customer to be mad. Yeah. Um, is like key right now. Yeah. Like, sure. Because so everyone's mad about something. Like I go to the store and I'm mad. I have to, you know, <laughs> know. walk down this aisle when what I want is right here, but I've got to follow the lines. So got to go one more. way. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Like everyone's mad about something. So I think him saying that to me, like you're creating too many friction points, like here's what you need to do. I'm like, Oh, you're totally right. And then after that, like I've been keeping tabs on my store. I've been gone and they've, you know, positive reviews after positive That's reviews. Awesome. Like I'm seeing, because I, I think it's probably similar to you. I get, um, they take, there's a link that they could take a survey mm-hmm. and then I get it in my email. Yeah, same. So I, I see, and you know, of course everyone else in the world could also see that, (laughs) but yeah, ever since then, like we changed some stuff up. Um, I think, you know, it's been almost all positive. So I think, I think like 
keeping that in mind, creating less friction points is totally key. Like if you're mm -hmm. doing something wrong, like you need to recognize it and change it. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was great advice from, from that, that leader uh, yeah. know, and, and good feedback. And I think an even better sign of you as a leader is the fact that you listen to it as opposed to being defensive about it. Cause you know, yeah. there are some people out there that'd be like friction points, whatever you don't work here, you don't know, or, or whatever right. the case may be, you know? And I think the, I think the fact that you really listened to that and identified where you could alleviate some of those friction points, I think is a really good idea. And I, and I do agree. I think, you know, the, the easier we can make it for people to spend their money, the better. Right. You know what I mean? Like why yeah. I just know some people out there who, whether it's sort of just globally, they, they don't think about that kind of thing as far as making it easy for people or even in the moment of a concern, they have this urge to just push back and because they want right. to be right, you know, and it's, they're like, well, I'm doing this right. You know, I'm following this to policy or I'm following this to my training to a mm -hmm. T. So I'm doing what I'm supposed to be yeah. doing. Policy. It's not necessary. Yeah. Policy reference <laughs> is like one of the worst things you can tell a, a, a customer. It's like, right. well, that's our policy. Well, I don't give a damn about your policy. I right. want to do this or whatever. And so finding creative workarounds or, or whatever. I don't, I don't know if you've heard on, on one of the episodes, but I reference sometimes something one of our executives uh, says a lot. It's actually even on a poster that we have and it's called win the customer, not the argument. Right. And yeah. And I remember back when this kind of philosophy started, you know, it got some snickers, you know, from, from a lot of people. And it's like, yeah. uh, you know, that's just, it seems trite, you know, but as time has gone on, you know, and the more I think about it, the more I really do try to live that, you know, the more, I mean, I, I really believe in it, you know, it's so important to, cause I come across managers who they, it's ego. You know, they, they get stuck in their ego and they, and they don't want to get in trouble. So there's a two, there's a two pronged thing. Yeah. There. And, uh, and some people like, so I've had managers come back into the office after an exchange with a guest and they're frustrated and it's like, well, they're wrong. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter if they're yeah. wrong. We all, that's why like, like the title of the show, you know, Karen isn't always right. Like the customer is always right in theory. Yes. Like yes. that's the idea. <laughs> We know, However. yeah, we know internally as customer service folks that we know they're not always right, but it doesn't matter what we think or what we know. It matters what the guest thinks or the customer thinks. So in their mind, they're right. So let's figure out a way to continue to let them be right within the mm -hmm. fence posts of what we're allowed to do. You know. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, there's times even, you know, not recently, but there's been times in the last year where I have to you know, walk away. Like I am totally not the master of customer service yet. Like I don't think I'll ever be able to find a solution for every single person, make everyone happy. So yeah, I feel like there are definitely times where I have to walk away. I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, you know what? I'm going to make this person happy. And then I'm going to go take a five minute breather yeah, yeah. <laughs> because well, look, people I are ruthless, man. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> yeah, they really are. And sometimes the the more challenging guests have been the ones that are like super calm, mm -hmm. you know, like the really calm ones. And you're like, Oh no, Oh no, yeah. no, 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 no. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't going well. <laughs> you know? Um, well, look, I've been doing this 30 years and I'm not a master at it. You know, I mean, right. I, that's why it's part of the reason I started the show was because I want to talk to other people about yeah. what they're doing, you know? And yeah. hopefully if, if some other people that are listening right now, can learn something from it or I can learn something from it. We're all, 
we're all better for it. You know? Right. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have some, some people that work for me that are far superior in, in how at least they respond to the, to the concerns mm-hmm. sort of internally. I mean, I, I've been pretty open about the fact that I get really anxious when I'm getting yelled at and stuff like that. And you mentioned earlier, it's like, we well, don't, don't take it personally. And it's like, yeah, you know, I try not oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's sometimes I don't even listen to my own advice. I'm like, why are they yeah. attacking me? Yeah. Like, what did I do to them? But it's like, and then, you know, you think that in the moment and then you step away. You're like, yeah, it wasn't me. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't attacking me. But mm-hmm. sometimes you can't see it in the moment. You just have this person in front of you that's unhappy about something. Exactly. And then, you know, most of the time they don't tell you what they want. Like, mm-hmm. they could be yeah. mad about something and then you're like, you just have to ask him, you're like, well, what can I do to you? Like, what can I do for you to make this situation better? Yep. Because I don't, you like, I like, tell me what you want. Yep. I've done so, that before too, where I've, I've had to ask a guy, it's a long story, so I'll keep it short, but um, the guy's son went into a bathroom that was technically closed off because a urinal had flooded. Dude, the kid goes into the bathroom, slips and falls, and then his clothes are all wet, right? And the guy, the, the father is, is very, very angry, kind of rightfully so. It's like, I'd be frustrated too. It's winter time. Right. You know? And uh, he just kept going on and on and on. And I, and I was like, he goes, well, I want dry clothes. And I'm like, I, I, that's, that's going to be a challenge for me to get your son dry clothes. <laughs> and, uh, and we just kept going back and forth. And I finally asked him, I was like, look, outside of the clothes, is, what, what can I do for you to, to kind of make this situation better? And he goes, well, that's your job to figure out. And I was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, and that was, that was tough. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you're faced with those, those really kind of unwinnable situations. Mm-hmm. But, um, what are some things that you do? You, you know, you said you don't follow your own advice sometimes. And I think we all are guilty of that from time yeah. to time when you are in those situations and you're kind of caught up in the moment and you might be feeling a little anxious or, or caught off guard or whatever it is. Are there any things that you do personally that kind of help with that and get you through the situation? Um, I think the most important thing, if you weren't the first person to interact with that customer, um, so I'm getting called up because someone's having, someone has a disgruntled customer or whatever it is, um, send the employee that was facing them away. Like send Mm -hmm. them away, tell them to go to the back for a minute, especially if it's really heated. I think that is the most important thing to do because, you know, 90% of the time the customer sits there and rags on the employee and, you know, talks bad about them. And that makes me more mad than anything when a customer is sitting there and telling this employee to their face, like how terrible they are. Because most of the time, like it was an honest mistake or like they didn't understand the customer. Sometimes they like want all crazy things to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, so and I you think want to sending them, them. <laughs> right. So yeah. sending them away is like the best thing you could do whenever you're trying to resolve that. And I yeah. think it helps me talk, communicate with the customer better because I get mad when they start, you know, talking bad about my employees. Sure. So I think there's that. And then just keeping a cool head, like yeah. trying to figure out like what went wrong um, and how I could fix it is yeah. just, but I mean, there are sometimes, man, I have had people tell me that they need to talk to my male superior. Oh. I was, <laughs> I've had people tell me that they want my boss on the phone. Mm. And like, even situations where I'm just walking up and I have no idea what's going on. They're like, actually, I want your boss. I was like, well, my boss isn't here. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, how can I help you? 
Yeah. Um, so I think that's, you know, I, I think I faced a lot more then than I do now, but I definitely faced a lot like being in a high leadership position and being younger. Um, there's only a couple times I've ever had like being female thrown in my face. Like it doesn't happen. Like it's literally happened two times, but you know, those instances still stick with you. Yeah. You're like, Oh, my male superior. Actually in that instance, I was an assistant manager. Um, I was an acting general manager at another store actually. And I, um, he said, actually, let me speak to your male superior. Like you're getting too emotional. I was like, Oh, <laughs> so I called on my, um, I shouldn't have done this, but I called on my, he was, he was an associate, but he was an acting manager for me to fill my position while I was, you know, watching over the store. I was like, Hey, uh, <laughs> come talk to this guy. Like he needs my male boss. Come up here for him, please. <laughs> and, and he's just like, you know, he's, he was a brand associate. Like he wasn't like overly tenured or anything. He's like, uh, I can't do that. Right. <laughs> he was like telling the customer, he's like, uh, you need to talk to her. I don't know what you want. <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. I was like, here's my boss. <laughs> that's funny. That's that a similar thing. The age thing happened to me early in my career. Uh, I became a general manager fairly young. I was about 22. And yeah. when I was 22, I looked like I was about 15. <laughs> uh, and if I was standing in the lobby, I, I had, you know, at that time I would have managers that were older than me. And oh, yeah. this particular theater I worked at in California. This is probably, that was probably the toughest location I ever was the general manager of because that area of California is very wealthy and their kids didn't need work. So we were always understaffed and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I remember being in the lobby and one of my older managers was standing next to me and a customer comes right up. Who's the general manager? And I stepped forward. I was like, oh, that'd be me. How can I help you? And he's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to him. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, I'm in the position for a reason you would think. So. Right. You know, it's just funny yeah. when, when people think that way. And I like that you brought up real quick that you brought up the, um, you know, different areas. Like you have to kind of, you, you know, they didn't, kids didn't want to work, but you also got to think about your customer de demographic in different areas. Mm -hmm. um, right now I live in the suburbs, you know, of Chicago and there are, you know, my store in a store 20 miles away has a completely oh, different yeah. customer. Yeah. So I think whenever you're looking at, you know, customer interaction, you've got to figure out who your customer is. Yep. Um, not what, so much with COVID right now, but we had a lot of international travelers because um, we have a town, Naperville, just one town over. And um, it's like big business, like, you know, people come in from all over the world to like do business there. So we have a lot of that customer. And so I think, you know, one approach with one customer is going to be different with another customer. Like you have your local customers, you know, you could kind of get by easier with them, but like, especially the international travelers, if they get angry about anything, you're like, you, you have to ask them, you're like, what can I help you with? Yeah. Because they're, they're like, you got to understand that you don't know like how things operate from, you know, their hometown, mm -hmm. their home country, wherever you're at. Like, yeah, culture is completely different. Yeah. You could, they could be expecting like a completely different experience and you don't, you kind of don't know what they're expecting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah just keep keeping in mind like who your customer is, is yep. super important. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, a buddy of mine used to run a theater in Times Square in New York and that theater gets, I mean, it was the busiest theater in the country and, and most of it was, 
tourists, international tourists. Right, absolutely. And and can be very, very challenging, you know. And then sometimes there's even a language barrier too. You know, they'll speak yeah. English, but that's broken and trying to just understand. It's like, and then I think I've encountered certain cultures that can come off like they're angry, but they're really not. And mm-hmm. you have to kind of, you have to wade through that as well. Yeah. And then you've get this flip side where you get like that Southern charm sort of that, you know, sickly sweet, like, oh, bless your heart, you know, and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, you seem nice, but you're really not. <laughs> it's yeah. like, danger, Will Robinson, you got to be careful with that, too, so. Um, yeah, I used to live in Texas, actually, and mm-hmm. I feel like the Southern Karen moms are, like, the scariest oh. thing I've ever encountered, yeah. like, and especially, like, I grew up military, too, so having the military Southern Karen mom Mm-hmm. Is like not not a fun time. No. So every t- every time I see a woman come in with like her hair poofed up, like teased up super <laughs> high, I get like post traumatic stress. Yep, I'm like, yep. oh my god. Yeah, your cortisol spikes, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, you in 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 a store like yours, would you say that your employee base, the demographic, skews on the younger side? Because it's like yeah. A- so we have a lot of um, high schoolers. I think most of our non-leadership people are you know anywhere from 16 very first job to you know maybe 21 like that's I would say our base um and then leaders are older they're well older than me right now Hmm. um at my particular store so I mean it's like polar opposites yeah (laughs) like leadership is super um they're they're tenured one one of my leaders, he started a week after I was born. Oh. <laughs> he started with the company a week after I was born. And he's been with us ever since. Um, so I think it's just like, yeah, you know, our main staff is younger and then leadership has been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much the demographic for us too. Although my even yeah. my leaders still are typically in their in their 20s, sometimes 30s, it depends. It depends on the yeah. area of the country too. I mean, a lot of the locations I've been at have been in college towns. And so yeah. it's just kind of natural that the leadership skews, skews college age. Um, but then you'll have towns like maybe out in like Oklahoma City or something like that, where maybe there's not a big college around. And, and so they just have, you know, the maybe some, some folks who had a career and then decided they want to keep working. And so they, they're just a manager of the year, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So with the younger with the younger uh, employees, um, what are some challenges that you've seen? I know we kind of touched on training a little bit, but what are some challenges you've seen kind of over the last few years as far as like you know what you're seeing in them as for maybe work ethic, response to guest concerns, things like that that stand out? Um, usually, whenever it comes to response, like most of the associate like younger, I will just say in general, um, they freeze up. Mm-hmm. whenever it comes to you know escalated customer reactions like I don't have I think you know I was talking earlier about the fight or flight like most of the people coming in are flight people like they're scared to you know handle anything on their own but I think as far as work ethic goes um I haven't noticed a difference since I started the workforce on so like kind of like you're going to have people who come in and they don't you know they're not going to put a hundred percent in because of whatever reason like that's just who they are 
and then you're going to have employees come in and run circles around you mm. and you're like oh I, I used to be that age yeah yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah I think that's pretty much stayed the same as far as work ethic like you're going to have people who give it up they're all or you know you have to constantly be on them about something mm-hmm. um so I can't really generalize that but yeah I think most of the people whenever it comes to customer experiences they're like they freeze up in the moment they're like oh I don't know what to do mm-hmm. and then in that in my mind I'm like oh shoot like I need to rework my training because mm-hmm. obviously they're freaking out they're like standing here like a deer in the headlights looking at this customer like what do you want <laughs> yeah just locked up completely yeah yeah I'm like and then sometimes I could spot it from like across the store like I'll look up at the cash register and I'll just see the employees standing there and you're like, like I'm getting uh, over there <laughs> you're like hey how's it going guys like what can I help you with yeah or um, their eyes start darting around like oh. <laughs> yeah you can sort of feel that I need help you know yeah presence uh, like yeah, there's, yeah. there's something inside of me as a general manager and you're like oh i sense a disturbance <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> bitey sensor or whatever yeah um i've seen the same thing I, I do think you know i hate to to generalize too much um i see kind of spikes and like ebbs and flows in in both of those kind of things over the years i mean i think you know i'm older than you obviously and so i have a little bit bigger sample size um and it just sort of seems, I don't know if I'd say it's generational, but I do see this ebb and flow in the in work ethic and, and yeah. ability to handle um, customers. You know, I do like right now, I think my sort of assessment of the situation is I think people just sort of lack some social skills or mm-hmm. the willingness to engage um, at yeah. times, which sucks in businesses like ours because that's the whole, not the yeah. whole, that's kind of the whole point really. It's like, you're there to, to help the customer, you know, in right. your situation, you obviously are there to, to sell product and, and, and be there for the guests to help them out or the customer to help them out. Our situation is to provide an experience. And, and I tell people this all the time when I'm training, it's, it's like, you know, I've worked at old theaters, I've worked at new theaters. And every time I work at a new theater, you know, I try to tell everybody, it's like, look, this is a, a, a shiny new thing right now. But in 20 years, it's not. There's going to be something. Right. I mean, in three years, there's going to be something newer and better that might come along. And the way that people are going to continue to come back is because of you. You know, mm-hmm. it's the and it's those little things that you do. Like I had a, I've really been like pounding it into my managers about customer service and and being empowered. The fact that they are empowered and to find solutions and stuff, and it works. Because the other day, I had one of my managers who. So we have these things called private watch parties, right? I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. about these, um, but basically someone can pay um, anywhere 99 to $150 or whatever. And for them and 19 of their closest friends or family can have an auditorium to themselves, right? Yeah. And so we had a situation where this, this uh, group showed up, but really it was like three people out of the 18 that were going to come. And the dad, it was a birthday and the dad was like, really kind of upset about it. He's like, well, this isn't really the movie we wanted to watch. We thought the whole group was going to watch it. And, you know, without really having to think too hard about it, my manager went out of his way to figure out a way to flip the movie. And then, you know, he gave him uh, the kids some extra candy and stuff like that, just to kind of make that experience, especially because it's like, look, you just dropped a hundred bucks or however much for three yeah. people, as opposed to what would have been $15. And so it was that little thing where, because my manager knows now that he's empowered to, 
to do whatever he has to do to make the customer happy. He did it. And I remember he texted me. He's like, Hey man, this is the situation. He's like, was it cool that I did this? And it's like, absolutely. It's cool. You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have, I have no problem. And, and one of the things that's him, like people all the time, it's like, look, I'm not going to get mad at you because you tried to take care of a guest. I will get right. mad if you had the opportunity to, and you didn't bother, you know, even yeah. if you screw it up, you know, at least you tried. That's, mm -hmm. that's all I care about. And this guy, one of the rare instances where this guy actually put through a positive uh, yeah. email to the company. And so those are the, those are the things you like to see for sure. Yeah. I think that's my favorite customer to take care of is when, you know, they're not really asking for anything. They're just kind of like, bummed about something and you're like actually I know some I can make you happy like mm -hmm. let's do this or you know what I have this I could get you you yep. know whatever it is like making those customers who aren't necessarily in your face yelling yeah. like the customers that are just like oh this kind of bums me out be like well I could fix that like mm -hmm. I will get it shipped from another store right to your house and you know whatever it is so yeah, yeah those are my favorite one of my favorite customers it's a lot of, a lot of times too, it's not, it, it doesn't really cost much more or if at all to mm -hmm. do something or expend all that much more energy to do something. And the thing I find really interesting is that a lot of customers, the ones that are the Karens, the ones that are screaming and yelling, if they just stopped for a minute and would realize that, look, you screaming at me is not helping <laughs> the situation. Mm -hmm. And so now you have me on edge and defensive and my brain, I'm a bad arguer. Let's say that. Yeah. Like, like I remember I get in arguments with my friends and I consider myself relatively intelligent, but I have friends that are very witty and very quick on their on their feet you know and so if we're yeah. arguing about something they're good arguers and i'm like over here not able to do anything and i'm and you're i'm like not, let my brain catch up for yeah some. it's like the kind of situation <laughs> you walk away and an hour later you're like ah, i should have said that you know when you're in the shower you're like going through all of the different <laughs> yeah, scenarios you're exactly. like oh, i could have told them or, yeah. you know whatever and so not to correlate that with arguing with a customer it's more in the sense of like look they're screaming and yelling at me and it's like, you can't I, concentrate. I can't, you know, no. my brain just gets all confuzzled and stuff. And so what, but when it's calm, then I'm able to process a little bit easier and, and then figure out a good solution to the, to the situation. I mean, I have been able to on the fly when I'm getting yelled at, you know, I still am able to kind of struggle through it and wade through the situation. But, you yeah. know, I wish, I wish more customers would just realize but the problem is, is there's been so much positive reinforcement for the folks that do yell and scream that they're going to continue to do it because they know it's working, you know? Yeah. So I, that actually um, brings me to a point. I like one of my, the hardest things I have to deal with is the customers coming in and they know they're going to fight with you about something. Um, whether like, whether it be another store honored it for them one time uh -huh. or, you know, whatever it is, like they're going to come in, they're going to, want that and they're wanting to argue mm -hmm. like they're already going to be asking for a manager like they're going to get up to the register and just you know all hell's going to break loose so yeah. those are like my least favorite like they come in and they're like you know what i'm going to get this like no matter what because so and so in mississippi did this for me 10 years ago <laughs> right. um and it's going to happen again like they yeah. kind of like cheat the system Yep. They're like, they know we're going to honor it for them, but they're going to put up a fight about it. So yeah. I think that's where it comes back into training. Be like, give the customer what they want within reason. Mm -hmm. No arguments need to happen. So yep. I think that's kind of how you deter 
a Karen, I would say, is, yeah. you know, like if you're thinking, like a customer's mad at you and the first thought in your head is I need to make them happy instead of this person scares it's wrong. me. Yeah, or a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to, you know, take care of 95% of your Karen problem yeah. and like just unhappy customers in general. Yeah. That is the hard part though. Cause when you know, <laughs> yeah, we kind of touched on it. Like we know they're not always right. And, and you know, it's like that resistance to like, you don't want to feel scammed, you yeah. know? And I have, I've had a lot of people um, work with me who, they just, they, they can't handle the, the idea that they, they, they got one pulled over on them or on the, and I have to tell them, it's like, look, it's not you. That's scamming you. If they are scamming, yeah. they're scamming the company. And, yeah. you know, look, if there's a pattern of behavior, like we recognized that one time at my last location where it was like one Saturday morning or something like that. And there was, there was, you know, it's a large management team. So it was like 18 managers and that it was a relatively busy day. So we had like six managers and there was some downtime. We're sitting in the office and we we're kind of talking about different customer situations or whatever. And one manager brought up this situation with a customer. I don't remember the details of whatever it was, but they started talking about it. And then another manager was like, wait a minute. This sounds familiar. <laughs> I think I, was, I dealt with the same thing like last week and then another manager and then another manager. Before we knew it, we had like four managers that had all experienced the same guest just different times. And so when I see stuff like that, then it's like, okay, look, next time that guest comes in the door, if you see them, if they try to say anything, then come get me and then I will mm -hmm. come out and I will talk to them. And it's, and it's more being proactive about the situation as opposed to waiting for them to start getting mad. In this situation, they said, hey, she's here. And so they called me over the radio. So I came out and went to the lobby and I just approached her and I was like, Hey, I'm Chris. I'm the general manager of the theater. I just kind of want to talk to you. Cause it seems like, you know, whenever you come in, there's this situation with this or whatever. And I kind of want to get the, an understanding of what's going on, you know, because she implies each time that it's a new situation every time. And I yeah. want her to know, I want you to know that I know that, you know, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. we're aware of this situation, you know, and it can't keep happening anymore. And she was so caught off guard. Like she tried to kind of deny it at first. And I was like, look, it's cool. Like no harm, no foul, but we just can't, we're not going to be able to keep doing this for you anymore. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and once they feel like they got busted out, you know, I think that that typically will, <laughs> will end that, yeah. you know, but if you try to do it on the one time situation, it's rough. Yeah. I think the bigger your staff gets, the easier customers, especially regulars think that mm -hmm. they can, you know, pull Take something on you every single time. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, but if it was just me and, you know, six other people that worked in a store, like there's no way customers would try that. Yeah. Cause like, you're so they, tight knit and you talk all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're going to see the same people every time. So I think the bigger your store organization, you know, whatever it is gets mm -hmm. like the more customers you're going to see come take advantage. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So it's just the, you know, you don't want them taking advantage of you. Um, and so, but there's, you still have to resist that urge to, to yeah. mind to go there instantly. And so we just can, we kind of track patterns and, and things like that. Oh, I remember what I was going to say is, uh, with regulars, you know, we do get regulars at the theater a lot and, um, we had this lady come in and, you know, they always call her the white popcorn lady because she likes her popcorn without the, the seasoning that we put on it. You know, we put yeah. this, it's called savor all on, on the popcorn. And that's what really gives movie theater popcorn, that movie theater popcorn taste, but she doesn't like it. And so, but she's very 
um, assertive, I guess is a good way <laughs> of putting it. Um, and so she's, you know, she'll basically demand, like, I want you to pop a fresh batch of popcorn without the seasoning. And like, you know, my people are trained well in that they're gonna, they're gonna take care of the guest. And, and so they were doing that for a long time, but they had got to the point where she was really like taking advantage and she would bypass the line and go up to the counter and be like, Hey, it's me. I want the, I want the white popcorn or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, they would still try to help her out, but it got to a point where it was getting so bad because it was ticking off other guests, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that I can't have, you know? And so it's like, it's like, I'm more concerned about the majority than one single person, but if I can help right. that single person. And so it got to a point where I finally had to call her. I don't remember how I got her number, but I called her up and said, <laughs> you know, Hey, look, we are more than, Oh, I think she complained because, because someone said no to her. Someone finally was like, look, we're, busy like it was crazy busy this day yeah and so she she complained and so I had her information I called her up and I said look we are more than happy to take care of you but I gotta tell you like it's gonna be within reason you know it takes extra mm -hmm. time to pop a different batch and if we've got a line you know of 20 people like you can't bypass the line like I'm happy yeah. to do it if you if you know you go to your movie and once it dies down we'll do it we'll bring it to you you know then you don't even have to worry about it we'll just bring it to you but like you can't keep can't keep doing that and she finally right. stopped so it was good but sometimes you know they get that especially regulars they get that sense of entitlement you know yeah it's hard to navigate too because you have people and I think you said the word assertive like they really are they just like come on so strong mm. and especially when you're thinking about 16 year olds and you have you know an older person come up and they're like I need this you need to do this for me and they're kind of like well, there goes all of their customer experience because, you know, this person is now frightened. They're yeah. not going to be able to, yeah. you know, take care of this guest the best way they could because the guest comes on so strong, um, very demanding. Like, yeah. it's hard to, like, I think as much as we need to respect our customers, like, customers need to come in at least with the mindset of showing, you know, employees the same respect because, you know, they don't. Like yeah. they're in here, like they're obviously giving us their money, so we should treat them as well as possible, but it's hard to when they come in and they're scaring all of my employees. Yeah, yeah. And in today's day and age, it's it it could be a challenge to find good people, you know, that wanna do the job that we expect them to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and if they feel like they're gonna be scared all the time, then they're gonna bounce. You know, they yeah. don't want they don't wanna stick around. And that's that's the really unfortunate part is is you know, the the I don't understand these customers that they think they can walk all over a 16 year old or a 17 year old. Like my daughter is a good example. She, she's 17 and she works at a restaurant and she's a hostess and she, she lives with her mom. And so in that particular area, um, it's a little more blue collar and they're, they're the people there aren't fans of the masks. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they come into the restaurant and the restaurant has made it very clear. I mean, there's signs all over saying you need to wear a mask when you enter. And there are people, there are people that come in just not even wearing it. And it's mandated. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's mandated in, in, in your state as well. But yeah. um, so people, it's no shocking surprise that it's going to be expected that you wear a mask and they will come in and they yell and scream at my daughter. And my daughter is 17, but she looks 12. And it's like, how, who are you? What kind of person are you that's going to yell and scream at this little girl, you know, all over a mask? Like, she's trying to be nice. She's trying to ask you nicely, but she's not getting paid enough for, for some 250-pound, you know, 
truck driver to be screaming at her like calm cut off yeah 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 so and that obviously that's personal to me it's really frustrating to me but even even as as a general manager like they're kids you know why are you yelling at kids yeah i mean i don't even like i'm a 46 year old grown-ass man and i don't like getting screamed at like yeah you know calm down so um, on that note, um, before we wrap things up, I just want to ask, do you have, you know, and to put you on the spot, do you have any like words of advice as we, as we wrap this up or anything like that? Um, just don't take things personal. Yeah. You know, expect the unexpected is, you know, what I kind of like to be. And, you know, any, if there's anyone listening that's going into the workforce, like just remember you can be a totally different person at work like if you're shy at home if you're not social like you could drop all of that as soon as you walk in the door and pretend to be someone else that's a good one um so that's what i had to do when i was coming in because i was i was you know nervous i was not i was social but you know this was a new experience so i just had to pretend like i was someone else like i am a social butterfly i love customers even though i had no idea what i was doing and it kind of that's what got me through you know the first couple months of a new job so um and don't ever be afraid to ask for help or advice count on your peers too yeah great advice i love that reinvent yourself for your job i think that's great yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean i was coming in i had no idea what i was doing but like i had to and i started telling other people to do this and they're like oh yeah you're right you're like you don't have to be the same person at home that you are at work like nobody knows you Mm-hmm. customers don't know you you know your coworkers most likely don't know you like be a different person like put on an a hat yeah. and like be a different person for while you're here and I think that really helps too especially it helped me get out of the box a little bit yeah. Sarah that's awesome yeah. I appreciate that so yeah well thanks for coming on the show it's, it was great to have you and and maybe yeah. we could do this again sometime yeah thanks for having me all right you bet take care all right bye That's the podcast, folks. If you're a fan of Karen Isn't Always Right, you can show your support in two ways. First, please share with your friends and get them listening. Also, please feel free to donate by going to anchor.fm forward slash chris-fry, that's F-R-E-Y, forward slash support. Please visit kairpodcast.com, K-I-A-R podcast.com, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. New episodes are posted weekly on kairpodcast.com anchor.fm spotify apple and pretty much wherever you can listen to a podcast the views and opinions on this podcast are solely that of the guest and the host and are not representative of any organizations or individuals thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time